When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days. Get ready for a super edition of the Nod Pod. It is Super Bowl week. I'm Scott Smith. we got Chris Cato. BK is in the booth. I have yet to receive my Super Bowl party invite. I'm worried that maybe is, you lost was it I supposed mail. to? I thought you were going to... You're going to no, buy you, me yours. No. You're hosting this year. Yeah. I, I, I hosted. Like I, I host every I hosted year. Last, never, I've never, never hosted, hosted, actually. But I never, I never know where I'm living from one year to the yeah, next, no, so it's true. hard to do okay. that. Well, what about Brian? Brian's never hosted us. Yeah. Brian, come on in here. Let's get to you right out of the gates. You weren't ready for this. No. Put your microphone on. He's not ready, is he? What about what's happening at the Why, King yeah, Castle? Wh- are you going to have a party at your house, and can we come over? Uh, I don't think we have a party planned, but you're, you can come over anytime you want to. Okay. Well, is it oh, going to be like you just hanging out in your pajamas, or like what's what's the plan here? I don't we wear gotta... pajamas, but uh, so that would be no. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe this is the Sunday to start. I don't know. We you could all over, we, man. Yeah, we well. could pull together uh, 250k and get one of those suites at, at Allegiant Stadium. So oh, yeah? if that's, they have any that's available, cool. that's the way yeah. to go. Yeah. We could do that. I mean, I'll, I'll contribute the first couple bucks, and you guys want to cover the end. And, I'll uh, bring some <laughs> chips and salsa. It'll yeah. be a good time. Uh, yeah, actually, that that being in Las Vegas this week is there's nothing. It does nothing for me. No. I can't think. I that would just it'd be too too much. Too many people. Too much going on. I just yeah, it's way too much. Too much. And see, that's where I land on Super Bowl parties. Like every year, it seems like a good idea to go to one. And you go, and then you can never, like, enjoy the commercials and all the things around the game because yeah. there's always somebody sitting there yapping at you. Yeah. you know, or, kid, you know, people bring their kids, and the kids are running and screaming, and it's yeah. all about the kids. I, right. came to be, I came to this party to be left alone. <laughs> I yeah, can you just I do did. that? Can yeah. I just stand here and snack exactly. on my uh, little smoky sausages and watch the commercials, <laughs> please? Yeah. Uh, well, we are going to get into what some of the essentials are oh, in this good. program of what makes a good Super Bowl party. Maybe we'll kind of dial back uh, into the old Rolodex of Super Bowls that we can still recall and uh, what was your favorite. Um, yeah, as well as our picks. Our picks are coming this week. We teased it a lot last week. I think you already told us last week uh, what your pick was I for did. the game. But and I reserved we'll the right see to if, change. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see if a week has changed that. So, uh, BK, what do we have uh, coming up on the big show? Uh, coming up on the show, we'll talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl, as you mentioned. And then we're also going to uh, talk a little bit about college basketball. Two big things happened uh, this past week. It may have some uh, ramifications down the line here. Who, who knows? And then at the end of the show, you can't do Super Bowl talk without those Super Bowl prop bets. Mm. So I'm get your take on some of these prop bets that some that Vegas or, you know, you can bet on in Vegas and others I've kind of come up with. Have, have you ever wagered on a prop bet, BK? Uh, a prop bet for the Super Bowl? No. Yeah. But uh, but prop bets, yeah. In general, yes. Prop yeah. Every day, right? Like, <laughs> what time is the mailman going to arrive? Something like that, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't get caught up in the, the Super Bowl hype for yeah. some reason. Well, so. I mean, if, you're, if your prop bet is like, is the uh, na- national anthem going to go under two minutes? 
then like if you put money on that and it doesn't, then you're like bent like from like the start, right? Yeah. Like you're like, I just lost money and we haven't even kicked this thing off yet. Right. So, yeah. I don't know, but I know that a lot of people jump into that and <laughs> one of them's probably sitting to my left in a bright green <laughs> shirt. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, uh, so we will dive into uh, prop bets at the end of the show. Should yeah. be a lot of fun. Thank you, BK. We'll catch up at the end of the minute. Uh, if you're listening and you want to watch, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. If you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe, you can take out your phone, zap the QR code on the screen in the bottom right-hand corner, and you can find all of our shows right there. Subscribe at fox13news.com slash nodpod. So uh, opening night is what was the used to be the media day, and now they have kind of given it this official title, and you have you know gobs of media descending on Las Vegas. Vegas, they said 6,000 credentialed media. I don't know what they had to do to, to, to get these credentials, but I'm going to assume that these aren't from the most upstanding outlets. Not all of them, I probably. I want to hear from the uncredentialed media that yeah, was there. That's, that's what I want to follow. Those are yeah. the ones that ask the good questions, yeah. you know. Um, so you had a lot of Niner fans on opening night that uh, showed up. You know, I kind of... I kind of guessed last week that I'm going to guess more Niner fans, right? A little Chiefs fatigue plus the proximity from Vegas to San Francisco. Probably get more Niner fans. And they, they gave them an earful last night as we tape it on a Tuesday. So it was, you know, a lot of boos for Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. And so I think that the Chiefs are already feeling this chip. Oh, no, that's, that's not what anyone backing the Niners wants. You don't want to give the Chiefs a chip. That's what I'm saying. But I, I think that they're already, you know, they're what, one and a half point dogs. Right. And so they're feeling like it's us against the world. Oh, boy. Us, the three-time you know time di- right. champs. Yeah, right. Yeah, so they'll play that card, I'm sure. But uh, relishing the underdog role. Uh, but it was an interesting exchange. They had uh, Brock Purdy and, and Patrick Mahomes up there, um, you know, taking a little Q&A from, uh, I believe it was Scott Hansen from the NFL Network, who does a fantastic mm-hmm. job. Um, but Purdy uh, was asked if he, you know, let's say late fourth quarter, if he's ready to disappoint Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's how he put the question. And, of course, you know, he said yes. And it was, you know, a nice laugh line. But... I think that this is another one. This is now you have made enemies of the Swifties. You don't want that. You know, you kind of Brock Purdy was kind of, you know, America's sweetheart a little bit, his story. And uh, but you have uh, now crossed the line. That friend. is a faction of, of people you do not want uh, to get on the wrong side of. Uh, they'll they'll find out where you live and, and make life miserable. So yeah. I, I, he was trying to, you know, walk a. Uh, a, a tightrope there with his answer. I think he did a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, he, well, he everything he does is he plays it pretty safe, you know? It's like he was even asked a question about, um, like, hey, you, you know, were drafted, obviously, Mr. Irrelevant. Um, you were the last quarterback selected. You probably remember, just like a lot of players, remember all the players that were selected ahead of them at the same position. You kind of hold that as a chip on your shoulder throughout your career. He's like... No, actually, I don't. I, you know, I, I mean, I know vaguely that there are a couple guys that were selected ahead of me, but, you know, I'm just happy to be here. And, you know, he's yeah. just kind of aw shucks and, uh, you know, seems like a real humble kid. So him against what has become the machine in Kansas City, uh, we shall see. It should be a fun matchup. Do you want to dive into your pick right now? Are you ready for that? Or are you still thinking through it? Uh, I guess if you want to do that, let's get it out of yeah. the way. Because okay. uh, we've been on such a roll through these whole NFL playoffs, or at least I have. <laughs> Uh, you know, four times, three times I've picked against the Chiefs in the playoffs here. And uh, I said last week I wasn't going to do that again. Why would you pick against Patrick Mahomes? Why would you do that? The guy just finds a way to win. But as I uh, sat here this morning with my, my coffee and kind of struggled over this, I mm-hmm. thought, I, I feel like this is a choice between are you picking the best quarterback 
no offense to Brock Purdy, or are you picking the team with the best players? I feel the play calling's just about equal with Mike Shanahan and Andy Reid each having a couple weeks. Mike, well, Mike is retired, but Kyle, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. See, I'm on a roll already. <laughs> Kyle, yeah. But Mike was good, too. Uh, he was. Each, each having a you know ample time to scheme this up, I feel like the 49ers are going to get it done. I, mm. I feel like the Niners are going to win uh, just because I like the matchups better. I think both yeah. offensive lines are good. I think both defenses are good. The, the Chiefs defense has been playing better than the Niners defense in the playoffs. You look at regular season, they were about equal, both giving up 17 a game. But the Chiefs defense seems to be uh, have hit another level. And the Niners defense has slipped a bit. But the, the matchups that I like are what the Niners are going to be able to do with Debo Samuel. Um, and I like what I think Kittle is going to have a, a big game. I'm looking for a big Kittle game. And I do believe that they're, the rainbow. Yeah, they're going to use um, – it's just going to – with what Pretty can do with McCaffrey, with Samuel, and with Kittle, and then Ayuk's playing well too. I just feel like the weaponry is a little stronger on San Francisco's side, so I'm going to think the Niners get mm -hmm. this done. Okay. San Francisco, another Super Bowl championship according to Chris Cato. You know, if I had to pick this matchup week 18 um, – I'm going San Francisco, right? I mean, this team has, has been the better team throughout the course of the season. You know, they had a couple dips there, but uh, I think for the most part, you know, we talk about what this team looks like on paper, and we talk about what this team looked like in the second half against the Lions in the NFC Championship game. And, man, if they can bring that for a full 60 minutes, then, yeah, they, they will beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But here's where, I, to, to me, it's two big factors. The best defense throughout the postseason has been the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Yeah, Spagnuolo's doing a great your, job. Your defense is showing up at exactly the right time. Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of what the Bucks defense did when they won the Super Bowl. Like, they, they maybe were not the best defense all season long, but once the playoffs rolled around, they knew how to dial it up, and they got the best out of their guys. And then you you kind of compare, you, you join that with the best quarterback of our generation, perhaps, in a Patrick Mahomes who knows how to win in these big games. Uh, that to me is the is the perfect recipe. And it's going to be tough because look, I would love to see a Mr. Irrelevant tur turns into Super Bowl MVP. Like I would love that story. That would be great for Brock Purdy. Uh, there's a lot of great players on this Niner team, both sides of the ball. But they, you know, defensively, they've been a little leaky against the run game, mm -hmm. so I wouldn't be surprised to see Pacheco kind of have a, a breakout game. What that means for Patrick Mahomes once he kind of breaks out of the pocket and what he can do with his own feet. Um, but, you know, also, like, I just think that this – the defense has been the strength of this team throughout much of the season – but, like, they're not – I don't think they're getting enough heat on the quarterback. I mean, yeah. granted, you know, Jared Goff is a guy that, you know, kind of takes, like, the two-step boom. He's going to mm -hmm. fire. Like, he's not, he doesn't hold the ball for a long time. Um, I just see that their defense is not – it's not peaking right now. The Chiefs are playing great. I think they got that little chip on the shoulder. I think they're playing for legacy, which is a big thing, too. Um and, you know, I don't know. I just I got to go Chiefs. All right. You're going Chiefs. I don't I, want to, but I, I feel I, like I got to go Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, oh. though, have, have all – I don't want to say have gotten lucky, but it's set up well for them in this run because they played Miami in negative 12 degrees, and Miami was banged up. They played the Bills 
On the road, yes, it's tough, but the Bills' defense was just depleted. And then they played the Ravens, and we all thought, oh, this is going to be a great matchup. And I don't know what Todd Munkin was doing with Lamar Jackson. They tried to make Lamar a drop-back passer. They they yeah. just went away from the run. So, I don't know. I feel like oh, – But a part of that might have to do with what the Chiefs are doing, too. I mean, they uh, you say that they've had, like, an easier run, but those were three really, really good teams this year. Um, and I, I don't know. Were they under – they might have been underdogs in, like – all three of those in games. In two of them. They were in favored over the Dolphins, yeah. The Dolphins Plus, they, they played the extra game, so the Niners get the benefit of that bye week, too. They've only played two games here in the postseason. I don't know. That's a tough run. And so, to, to your point, I think that weather probably plays a little bit of a factor, but both teams have to play in it, right? Um, injury is a factor um, for the, the Dolphins game. I see that, but... I don't know, man. I mean, this is just a it te- seems like a team on a crash course with getting it done third third time in five years. But you know, hey, that's why they play the game, and uh, we shall see. I mean, it was you know the last time these two teams met for the Super Bowl down in Miami. It didn't. It wasn't really that great of a game. Right. It was it close for about a half. Thirty-one and then, twenty, and I then think the Chiefs kind of turned it on. What? Wait, are we giving final scores? I'll give yeah. uh, I'll give you mine. Yeah. I'm gonna say 34-28 Chiefs. Oh, you got a high score. Yeah, like, I got some points. Being total is uh, 47 and a half as we tape this. Is um, it? Okay. What'd you say? What'd you go? 34. I got 34-28. So I guess All I'm right. over. I'm gonna Team go. Over. I'm gonna go a little lower than that. I'm gonna say Niners 27, Chiefs 24. Give me a Jake Moody walk off. We never have a walk off okay. field goal All to right. win a Super Bowl, I do like we? It. No, let's have it. Or hit the doink cam. You, you, well, you wonder, uh, the, is that a new feature? Yeah, that they're CBS, the CBS, crew, CBS the has three cam? cameras in each goalpost hoping to capture the doink. Is that so, true? There's probably a prop bet on it. Yes, oh, it's true. Yeah. Wow, how about that? Um, so you, you wonder if there's uh, going to be a little bit of an advantage for the Chiefs going into this week because of the fact that the Niners have to practice on soft turf. Substandard. It's substandard. It's not to the NFL stand. Now, I've never heard of the GMAX score before, but I did. I educated myself a little bit. So the, the, this is how they grade. Like, let me back oh, it up a little go. bit. Oh, here we go. All right. So the Niners, as, as the NFC team, they have to play practice at UNLV. They don't have to. It sounds like they're going to be making some other accommodations throughout the course of this week. But UNLV has a turf field. They're putting grass on top of it because, you know, it's kind of the, the – they want a similar field to what they have at Allegiant Stadium right. when they usher that grass in. <laughs> um, so – but they put they're putting it on top of turf right which i'm not there's really smart people that are fields crew you know that they know how to do all this stuff and i don't doubt that they know how to do that but in my mind it's just like how could that po- of course it's too spongy like of course it is you're you're putting Dirt soft on grass top of, on yeah. top of squishy turf with rubber pellets i mean it, so anyway back to the the issue here so they had a, a crew come out and they inspected it and they said uh, from the NFL, they said, no, it's good. This is NFL standard. You know, it may not be ideal for you, but it's certainly within uh, the, you know, NFL standard for this. So there is a called, something called a GMAX score, which actually quantifies the ability of a uh, playing surface to absorb kinetic energy. I don't know what anything I just said. I don't know what any of that means. But it's it's I think they, sponginess. They use, I think it's telling you how spongy it yeah, is. Yeah, right? I mean yeah. it's basically yeah. like it, it's it's meant for collisions, right? Like a player hits the turf, boom. Yeah. Like if your G max score is high, it's a harder surface. If it's low, it's a softer surface. But uh, I think that's what it means. So anyway, the normal for NFL is seventy to eighty. That's the that's number the you want. Sweet spot, yeah. So this field got a forty-eight. Oh, so really? You're like, 
running on sand, baby. Right. It got 48, and, and like the NFL crews have been working on it. They've been trying, and they bumped it up. They got it up to like in the low 50s. G- Goodell said that's not true, though. He, he said that it's I don't within, know. It he a said it, he, he, Monday night, he said it's within our standards. Okay, but you're but, right in the fact that Adam Schefter, who's usually right about these things, has been told that it scored much lower than that. <laughs> I wanna, by the way, the GMAC. I want to hear, hear Goodell talk about the GMAC score and that he has tested it. I want to see that number. The GMAC scale sounds like something that, like, uh, I don't know, rappers would give, like, a rating on <laughs> or something. I don't know. But, yeah, it, it is it is odd. And you did have the Niners organization saying that it wasn't. There was also issues with the seams where the, where the layers of – Sod, you've resodded your backyard before, right? Of course. Yeah, you've got yeah. those seams there. So that's awful. That's not good for footing. But I like what you said about it's like practicing on sand. That makes me feel better about my Niners pick because think of this. You know, when you're training for something, like you're you go out and run on the beach, right? And and it's tough. So then when you get in there on that oh, they're good, be like in another gear, you get on yeah. that good 75 G Max surface, you're gonna be, it's gonna feel like nothing. <laughs> then you might want to practice in, on 48 G Max. Ah, oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, you mentioned Roger Goodell, but yeah, that was one of the things that he kind of touched on uh, during his kind of—I don't know if it's like a state of the every, every Super Bowl week. It almost Goodell, is Goodell a state of the down, union, yeah. Yeah, and he kind of gives a lot of the same questions get brought up every year. Um, but one of his responses that I found was very interesting. Now, I am not a partaker in the conspiracy that, that of of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey being one big thing to concoct. You know this whole thing to get eyeballs right although i do love the story i love that as a conspiracy story i think it's a a, a fun story to talk about i i don't have the evidence for it but he was asked about it and this was his quote and you tell me if this was a very convincing uh response so they were saying uh did you uh did the nfl script this you know there's people talking about this he says i don't think i'm that good a scripter or anybody on our staff uncomfortable pause Listen, there's no way I could have scripted that one. Let's put it that way. Did he did, now I that, I tried to read it fair. Did, did, was he a little defensive? A little defensive. I think Goodell's response actually demonstrates his point because he kind of had to re-script his answer. Like he's <laughs> like I'm really not that good of a scripter. And what I'm trying to say is that we could have never written a script like that. Anyway, so I, I thought I feel it was like funny. he was, almost felt like he had shorted himself some because he dialed back the he said I'm not that good of a scripter and then he what he went back and said actually what did he say I couldn't have I, there's no way I could have scripted that one let's put it no that way, way I could have scripted that one right. so I have scripted, scripted other, other ones <laughs> others they usually involve the have, officiating yeah if I had had this <laughs> right, one scripted right, right, right. it would have ended uh, with Taylor Swift doing the halftime show as well yeah. Well, you know, look, there's there's people that never ha- they they they'll never be satisfied. I'd like to see. I mean, I would be interested. I would look at the evidence. Like, if you have evidence, bring it to me. Let me look at it. Let me consider it myself. But you know, usually the people that say like the NFL's scripted or it's fixed or whatever, usually these people, not all the time, but usually these people um, are significant gamblers yeah you know, like they uh they throw money around so right. like when something doesn't go their way it's like oh no, well you know look this is what the spread was this is the over under can you believe you know one of those things so 
I'm glad we got rid of the whole, uh, oh, the logo colors this year are purple and red. So yes. they've scripted it to be the Ravens and the Niners. And mm. then, of course, that doesn't work out. And right. the conspiracy theorists say, well, it's if you look at it, it may be more of a Kansas City hue in there along with the they're – they're always going to find an avenue. But I do think that, um, you know, Goodell didn't shy away from the fact that the NFL has benefited tremendously from this whole swift yes, Kelsey and then phenomenon. He, he basically let out – he's a Swifty. I mean, he it is, sounds like his it. two, his twin daughters love it and, and i saw this report a couple days ago where they had enjoyed a uh, not surprising a 50 percent bump in in female viewership a younger demographic that's not a surprise right but a 20 percent uh bump in ad revenue because of this because companies as the swift thing built through the year they saw more eyeballs going to the well, nfl and, games and 90 percent of the ads have travis kelsey in it so <laughs> yes true yeah but you're talking i think the figure was like an it, it added a bill it was like a billion dollar bump to their bottom line i mean it's of course he wishes he could have scripted this and he'll wow. script something even better next very, year if he could do this a very powerful lobbying group right there the it, swifties it really uh, is yeah if it were scripted and if it were like wwe then i would i look i, I need a little bit more smack talk I, I need some like you know surprise moves people folding chairs give me some more of the you know some of these yeah these things. andy reed with his shirt off exactly <sighs> Yeah, Jason Kelsey's enough. Another thing he revealed is that the NFL is going to Brazil in 2024. Oh, that is to, the next frontier. Fresh yeah. waxing for that. Yeah, Sao Paulo. <laughs> you have to go get your speedo and uh, head on down, baby. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of exciting. I mean, it's look. I think at this point, I, I don't believe that the NFL is necessarily going to have a team in any one of these countries at any point. I can't see that. I don't even think London is probably going to have. I don't know, man. But I think that I think they want to. Yeah, I think they want to say that. That's what I think they want to do. And because, the, look, they, they're hitting up these countries and, and they're bringing in audiences. I mean, the, he's, he mentioned that there's, I think he said, like, there's like 38 million. Let me see. What was the stat? 38 million NFL fans in Brazil. How do they know this? I don't know. Well, they do don't track know. everything. Okay, but. those are that's a lot of people that they could sell gear to, that they oh, get, yeah. that, you know, TV revenue, all that stuff. You know, as, as soon as you... You branch out and you reach out to other countries. I think that you're you're doing your brand. You're doing the shield of service. So I think that's the number one thing. You're marketing your brand across the globe. Whether that ever leads to a London-based NFL team, I don't love the idea of that I think travel would be a disaster. But like you know, I think that it's mostly let's let's bring fans in from these other countries and we have we can we can sell our product there. If they do go to other countries, though, Chris, in addition to Brazil. Do you have any suggestions? Uh, no, I don't. Do you? Yes. <laughs> okay. Glad I asked. So, I, you know, I like Brazil, but I was thinking maybe like an Amazon rainforest, kind of like how baseball did the Field of Dreams. They oh. cut it out of the cornfield. Yeah. Like you can cut a football field out of the Amazon rainforest. I know that there's probably a lot Wait, of Wait, there's already deforestation. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? I know, here? but f for the NFL, <laughs> isn't it worth it? Right? Uh, I was also thinking in Italy rome specifically oh coliseum inside the coliseum yeah, that's a good you know one. bring it back bring you know, li bring lions back like yeah, well, live lions, the lions and well dan campbell George. would love that uh i was thinking the parthenon they might have to smart you know they have to reduce the scale to about a third size what about one in peru machu picchu Ooh, have a football game right up there on the top to do those steps though yeah well you fly in uh, Egypt, there's a lot of space in between those pyramids. I think you could even put like an owner's suite in one of the pyramids. 
So, like, you know, glass, and they could sit inside the pyramid and watch the game. Yeah, like in the Emperor's Tomb. Yeah. Those are Emperor ideas. Skybox. Those are good ideas. Yeah. I, I think the moon, you, the moon has to be part of your 20-year plan. It's on the horizon. Right, you know? Do you think in Brazil the fans will sing Take Me Home Country Roads? Or do you think they'll go, like, with a Ricky Martin song? Or what happens there? I don't know. Was Ricky Martin big in, uh, in Brazil? I, I, he's big Probably. everywhere, isn't yeah. he? I, I think yeah. the, you know, and I've seen, in addition to Brazil next season, they're doing three in London. Because you got two at Tottenham Hotspur. Yep. And then the Jaguars have their standing date in Wembley. And then we have the Panthers playing someone in Munich again. At, is it yeah, Allianz? In- uh, do you think that could be the Bucks? If it's because uh, I, I think you, you know how the NFL tries to market uh, these certain Europe, teams, yeah. and, and the Bucks tie in is Germany, right? That's what yes. we saw when yeah. Brady and the boys went there to play the Seahawks. Um, you know, there's Bucks fans all over this area of Munich now. Yeah, so. it's it's a possibility. I mean, so who who was the team? Panthers. Okay, so yeah. it's a Panthers home game. Yeah, they could potentially do that. I don't know if they would do it so quickly because it was just last year that they were in Munich that they would go back two times in three years. That would be that would seem like a little much. But yeah, but if you're trying to build, like if you've got a fan base there, like everyone's you know running yeah. around in I mean, box gear yeah. and the Jags are over in London every year, just about. So yeah, that yeah that could be global takeover. They're it's big happening. in Germany. It's uh, David Hasselhoff and. Um, Baker Mayfield. And John Denver. Yeah. <laughs> and John Denver. It's just a natural a natural fit. All right. Coming up on the other side, uh, we are going to dive into what BK talked about at the very beginning of the show, uh, a new chapter in the uh, college athletics and pay for play and NIL and the Wild West frontier that is uh, college, college sports. So stay with us when the Nod Pod continues. We'll be back with that. The world of college sports is uh, ever-evolving, and uh, not sure we like the direction it's going, but uh, it's going somewhere for sure. Welcome back to the No Off Days podcast. So, uh, Chris, the story coming out of uh, college hoops right now is is kind of what they think is going to be the next step in this the Wild West frontier uh, of the sport. So a National Labor Relations Board has ruled to allow Dartmouth men's basketball team to unionize. So they're now at the step where they have to vote whether they want to form a union, which would be a first in college athletics, uh, effectively changing the designation from student athlete to student employee. Yes. Uh, And so as an employee, these Dartmouth men's basketball players would be able to negotiate salary. They say that they they've already testified before this labor board saying that they they do work um, 40 hours a week on basketball. So, have you which, seen them play? I'm which not I'm sure gonna they call, do. I'm going to call foul on that. Uh, they're the worst team in the Ivy League. So, 40 hours, maybe they need to put a little bit more overtime in. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm going to say that they're, you know, trying to push this along, and, and this may end up a Supreme Court decision, right, down the road. So, the question is, though, what is what is next, right? This is the Northwest football, I think, try to do this. Uh, they did. A 2014. Ago, they tried mm-hmm. to do the union thing. I don't think it went through. I think the NLRB or whatever, you know, uh, squashed that. But now they're saying, yes, they can vote to unionize. So all you have to do is you have a 15-player basketball team, and more than half of them have to vote that they want to form this union. And at that point, they can, you know, start to Negotiate. consider themselves employees. Yeah. You know, what's my salary? Am I minimum my wage? You know, yeah. all this what kind of What are my working hours? Exactly. Yeah. So. You know, the school is – it doesn't offer scholarships, and I wonder how much this factors into it, right? The school, the school doesn't offer scholarships. Uh, they don't really actually bring any revenue in from their major sports. 
Uh, this is an Ivy League school, right. so it's it's not you know University of Alabama or Kentucky, whatever hoops. So um, it's a little different of a when we think of a traditional scholarship athlete scenario. They're not yeah. on scholarship. Yeah. But ironically, or maybe unironically, their, their name is the Big Green, so that's what they're going for. <laughs> that's what they're, they're trying to get that. Uh, but they, but they, uh, they would eliminate collectives in this model. So, so the collectives are gone. NIL money. I don't know if that just funnels straight to school, and they would operate that. But they they're treated as school employees. So, I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, you 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 know the one thing you hear about for, from universities is like you get tenure right so you can't be fired so if i'm a three-year starter for dartmouth men's basketball you can't bench me coach <laughs> i have tenure no 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 oh, well, i'll take away your scholarship yeah, no. wait i don't have one no. i don't have a scholarship uh you know your thought on just kind of this what this is looking like it might go toward i don't know if it will have any staying power um, but it's it's certainly a, a new chapter. Well, I think even if this ruling doesn't stay, there are other cases out there pending that are going to lead to the same thing, which is student athletes unionizing and becoming paid university employees. I think this has been heading this way since the 2021 Supreme Court ruling in the Alston case where, you know, Justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh basically said you can't use antitrust laws to exploit Student athletes and student athletes should be compensated. The genie is already out of the bottle. It's not going back in. And what this is leading to, and I think, you know, in a matter of a few years, and I look at everything, of course, through a college football lens, is this for anyone who is unhappy with NIL and the transfer portal, this is actually the easiest solution to it. This takes NIL out of the equation in terms of having these collectives that are doing your recruiting for you. Now, your student athlete, your basketball player, your football player, they're a paid employee. So you can say, okay, as Rick Patino suggested, I believe, sign a two-year contract. Uh, and this is what your salary will be. And we will base the salary on what we have in our NIL fund. Yeah. And universities in, in football are getting these tremendous, this tremendous TV revenue. Uh, and Jim Harbaugh suggested this, and I think a lot of people agree with it now. Chip Kelly has suggested it. Let's start paying the players out of that. Like we're getting these TV contracts, TV deals are getting bigger and bigger all the time. Big Ten's got an $8 billion deal. Uh, and so I think that's where this is headed, and I think this will clear up a lot of this chaos we see now. And especially, I know this is, again, more addressing college football, but this will address a lot of this chaos where we see guys – players hopping in the portal every year and all of this roster you know it's impossible to know who you've got transition this is one way to kind of uh, take that out of the equation well you know I, I just wonder if the school will like that move because you know that's money that they don't have to currently share with student athletes or student employees whatever you want to call them uh, they don't have to share that money right now so they have these you know these collectives that come in and this is all you know private money that's raised that doesn't touch what they get to use for their athletic departments and their school budget you know that are they going to willingly sit down there and say yeah okay let's our TV revenue now is going to be dispersed amongst the players. I, I don't know. I have a feeling that they will fight against that. They might, but whether it's TV revenue or it's NIL money, they, the schools aren't going to have a choice. This is where it's headed. So you're going to have to find a way if you want to keep, um, you know, your new quarterback you're bringing in. And it, if you discuss paying him $1.5 million, that money is going to have to come from somewhere. But the benefit to you, the school, is that, you know, this is all hypothetical. He's signing a two-year contract. And you know, that I like that. I mean, and that's the, what, that's the way it should be, right? If you have a commitment on both sides, it, it cuts both ways. 
Um, so I'm okay with that. And I, I do like the salary cap idea that, that Patino kind of suggested. He threw that out there. It's kind of based on whatever conference you're in. The conference commissioners come up with what's going to be our operating budget. And for basketball, it may look a little different than what football has. But he was saying, like, you know, for hoops, maybe it's a $1.5, 2000000 million salary cap uh, that you put on these teams. And, you know, that makes sense. I like that. It kind of reins it in a little bit. It seems like there's a little bit more control. He also said, hey, let's get rid of the NCAA. Right. The NCAA has kind of forfeited their right to have any say at this point in terms of a – not not that he's trying to slight them, but, I mean, he made some joke about, you know, the, the NCAA losing every lawsuit like uh, the defense attorneys in Law & Order, you know? like They do. Just, and that's another thing with this, as if this, what if it's this Dartmouth case or whatever the next one is down the road, if um, is the NCAA really going to keep paying lawyers and fighting these things? I mean, they every time they go to court, I think they they're lose. fighting for their very existence. What they're and fighting? That's probably it. Well, their their golden goose is the NCAA basketball tournament. That's what keeps the lights on there in Indianapolis. They don't. I I think the NCAA doesn't like college football because they have very little control over it and it's mostly a headache for them i think the ncaa would be happy to give up college football control to whoever it is and you know the uh, big 10 and the sec commissioner met a few days ago with this kind of closed door uh, discussing the future of where college athletics is headed and and i could see that being part of this where you have you have these major uh, conferences and i think what we're probably headed to is like two or three big conferences of 60 teams or so that are governing themselves, yeah. you know, and it's not the NCAA's headache, but what the NCAA is trying to hang on to is basketball. That's their, you know, that's their cash cow. Yeah, and you could see, I, I could see a split taking place. I think the, the issue I have is the designation of, of university employee. Like that to me, d does it have to go that direction? Um, because then at that point, like, what's the point of even labeling them students? Like, wouldn't it be more uh, athlete employee? Like, your labor is that you are a basketball player that drives revenue for the university. That's your labor is you're the quarterback. Like, you don't have to. What's the point of going to school at that point? You're j just treated like a professor. Well, well, the point would be, I, I guess you'd be enrolled. Like, you would have to say, okay, to earn this money, you have to be enrolled. You have to be a student, right? Well, I don't know. That, that, why? Why even have why, that? Why get a degree? Right. Correct. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, if, if it's if it's simply a service agreement, like I'm hiring you to come work for Dartmouth, like why do I if if you don't want to go to class and I really want your services, then why even play the student game? I mean, I, but there are some the, of these play and, and certainly more in Ivy League, but there are some athletes who really do want a degree. Now, I know that we think sure. of big and if you major want, college if you, football yeah. players that are think, yeah, I'm going to play in the NFL and it doesn't matter. But I think there are a lot of them, probably the majority that do want a degree. Uh, right. I, and for those people, yes. OK, but I'm talking about the significant portion of, of athletes that really don't care about the education piece of it. It's just a means to an end. All they really want to do is go play professionally. All they really want to do is make money. Like I, if you are sitting here saying, I'm going to create a union where you're now a university employee, then you, you will have to have something stipulated in the contract that says that you are also a student. But but if if it's a if it if I'm let's say I'm the university and I want to sign the best basketball player on the planet to come play at my university, here's your salary. Okay, we're going to negotiate that. And we're also going to negotiate you not having to go to any class. You're just an employee. Your work is to dribble the basketball and make baskets. Like that is your job. 
and, and drive revenue for the school. That's what, what is to stop that from happening? Like, there's just nothing to me. Uh, maybe I'm missing something. Well, that's I don't know. I that's interesting. About. I don't know. If that's the case, though, then this athlete you talk about wouldn't, do, and it's already happening, they would just go to the NBA if they're good enough, right? Why do I need to come to your school at all? Uh, well, that's a great point. I, I, I mean, I, I guess if you want to make it a development league, like, you know, if I'm not quite good enough what to it get is. in the league. Well, that's essentially what it is, right? Yeah. So, like, it's that's all we're talking about, really, in college sports is it's, it's this leap between amateur and pro. Especially and major college saying, football. Once you pay them, they're professional anyway. So they just need some type of bridge, right? Like, you can't go straight from high school to the NFL. So there needs to be some type of semi-pro level where you're getting paid and compensated. and So that's basically all college sports is turning into. And I don't know. To me, if you can unionize, still the the university can keep some level of integrity in like being an educational institution without making them employees. But you can still have like kind of a third-party union that represents these student-athletes. and and it, But their education is still binding. Like that to me, I don't know how it all works. I'm not smart enough to figure it all out. But I just the, – the employee part feels dirty to me. Well, why, though? Because I, – so I went to college on a scholarship, but I was also an employee. Right? And that never – but part of my employment was that I had to be enrolled there. So I don't – I don't – I believe if this goes the way – You were imp- an employee of your college? Yeah, I worked in the athletics department, you know, as a public address announcer. And I worked in the – Housing department, best RA in Alumni <laughs> oh, Hall. You were one of those guys. Yeah, I was one of those. I did it for the private. <laughs> hey, it's time to go to sleep. That was not Lights me. out. I was the cool RA. Right. I knew why those towels were stuffed <laughs> under the door, and I didn't care. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> I never saw a girl on my hall. Um, no, but my point is, like, what's the difference? I And, and I always wondered yeah. that. Like, why can't these athletes have income and have jobs when other students i'm a biology major and i also uh you know created this uh product here that i'm selling on the side because i'm a really good chemist and i'm making money off of it oh but you're a basketball player but you can't go uh you know sign some autographs sorry yeah it's always uh, yeah. it's always seems strange to me it's all it's all strange and quite frankly it's only getting stranger it's <laughs> it really is i don't know i don't know where we're going i don't know that i like the direction it's going but it's going so we're, we're oh it's it's going oh it's going buddy all right coming up on the other side we're going to dip back into the super bowl we're going to kind of dial back the the old memory machine and figure out what our favorite super bowls were oh yes and then and then of course if you're having a super bowl party what's on the menu it's the most important thing if you want chris and i to show up and if you don't want us to show up, then put stuff on there that we don't like. All Onions, right? yeah. Stay with us. The No Off Days podcast continues after this. Welcome back to the No Off Days podcast. Off the top of the show, we gave you our Super Bowl 58 predictions. And if the score is any indication, it, it seems like we're in store for a, an instant classic here. I feel like Sunday. people always think it's going to be close, though. And then many times it's not. And then it's, it's just horrible. Yeah. I will say I, I've, I've had the, the privilege of going to a few Super Bowls in, in my career. Uh, I don't say that to brag because they've actually turned out to be not great games. Yeah. So the first one I went to was maybe one of the worst Super Bowls ever. That was the one in New York. So it was Peyton Manning against Russell Wilson, Broncos, oh, Seahawks. Right. It was a that total was a blowout. blowout. Yeah. All Seahawks. Uh, went to the one in Miami a few years ago when, when it was the, the Niners, Chiefs. And that really wasn't a great game. I mean, Kansas City kind of turned it on late. It was close early on. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, not the answer. Uh, Niners are up 20-10 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. 
Was it? Yeah. I got to go back and look. It didn't seem like a great game to me, but maybe it was. Maybe I just <laughs> you have were a too bad close memory. to it. I have a bad memory. And then, of course, the the Bucks uh, win here. While the outcome was uh, awesome, you know, it was kind of it was a weird Super Bowl, right? Because you know, it was that was the COVID year. Yeah, the stadium was, was one. It was kind of a blowout, yeah. and you know, so it wasn't like in terms of just competitive game, it wasn't great. So. That kind of brings to mind, like, what in your lifetime do you remember as, like, your favorite Super Bowl experience? I think they are mostly blowouts from my early childhood. You know, the first one I remember, like, just sitting down and watching, like, having paid attention some during the season was the Bears and Patriots. This would have been the Super Bowl 20. Okay. Uh, 80, in 86. Is that a uh, refrigerator Perry? That's fridge, yeah. That was yeah. the uh, Super Bowl shuffle. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was a blowout. It was 46 to 10. Uh, and then we had a run there in the 80s where they were all bad. It was like the Broncos got blown out a couple times by the Redskins. There was the Doug Williams game. They scored 35 points, the Redskins did, in one quarter. Yeah. 35 points. Uh, the Cowboys blew out the bill. There was a run of blowouts. And it was like the, – the, One of my early memories was the Niners pounding the, the Bengals. Yes. That was that was not a great game. No. There was a good – now, this is in my honorable mentions. Uh, Super Bowl 23, 1989. This was the Icky Shuffle year. I was the only kid in Alabama that had a Bengals jacket because I fell in love with Icky and with Boomer uh, yeah. and that lefty there. Can 40, you demonstrate the Icky Shuffle for us? Uh, I'll try. Hang on. I, okay, I don't really – Here we go. Really, here we go. I, make all sure right, all my stuff go. is tucked in. All right, zoom then, out. Zoom he out. Had yeah. the, he had the ball, right? He, it's, yeah. he scored the touchdown, and then it – I don't, I don't remember. It went something like this, and then a little like this, and then a. He's tangoing. Yes. Was was that it? It was. Yeah. It was like I think it was a step and a step to the step to the right, two steps to the right, two steps to the left, and then I think it was the spike. Yeah. 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 So yeah, but I that oh, was memories. that was a good one because Montana um, they had a 92-yard game-winning drive at the end. To win yeah. that one. And that, that's, that one's on my honorable mentions here. That was, was that the drive? That was, I don't know if that one was called the drive. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, anyway. So, but when I think about the best ones, they're really all pretty recent, right? All so right. You give me one and I'll, I'll give, give you one. I'll give you one. I'll start my, uh, number three here on my list. Uh, Super Bowl 49, 2015. Mm. Uh, Patriots beat the Seahawks. Shocking twist at the end. Seahawks have the ball in the one. We know what happened. Malcolm yeah. Butler picks off Russell Wilson. That's your number three. Yeah, that's three. That's in my top three. I didn't order my top three though. I just, I didn't want. I was too lazy to do that. But yeah, that that might be yeah one or two. Yeah, you could argue it could be one or two. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, that was one of the best defensive plays in the Super Bowl ever. Jump the route, and right? then of course everyone gets to. And you're question. like, dude, nobody could have stopped Marshawn Lynch. Right. We all became experts, and why didn't you end the ball to Marshawn? Well, you don't Lynch have to be an expert. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. My goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was a great one. Yeah, one of. Uh, one of Tom Brady's mini Super Bowls. Um, yeah, he wasn't even on the field for the winning play. But okay, yeah. you know, I think uh, I'm going to go Super Bowl 43. That was one here in Tampa. That was Ben Roethlisberger's comeback. San Antonio Holmes drag the feet end zone against the Kurt Warner led uh, Arizona Cardinals. I mean, Warner and that offense looked great. You know, Larry Fitzgerald, but man, some late magic by Big Ben and the Steelers to get it done. What was that the last? That was like the last minute, right? Yeah. Oh, they scored yeah, with 35 seconds. seconds left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was a it great was, one. I, that's number one on my list only because... Okay. I, Good. I, I, I'm I, glad I stole your thunder since you stole my... Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I also thought about where I was when I watched it, and, and you know, part of it is the environment, right? Sure. And so I was in a uh, restaurant. Have you heard of Quaker State and Lube? 
Quaker State <laughs> and Lube. Like, is it a, like a it sounds like oil a, change place? Right, that's what they base it on, but it's okay. it's a Pennsylvania chain. Okay. So lots of, tons of Steelers fans. Oh. And I was with a buddy who's a Steelers fan, and that's what made it fun. And But remember, they were winning, like, 20 to 7. Uh, go, yeah, Arizona was losing 20 to 7 going into the fourth, and so the bar was just, the place was going nuts. Yeah. And then... Kurt Warner and Fitzgerald started putting it together, and they went up 23 to 20 until that game-winning drive there. So I think. Who did you want to win that game, Steelers? For my buddy, for the Steelers, yeah. But it was a. But I was kind of enjoying it when the Cardinals. I love Kurt Warner. I thought it it was a. That's why I had it number one. Just that in that environment, and plus that catch by Holmes is one of the like best in NFL history in a clutch moment. Oh my gosh, that was such a good one. Yeah, I was pulling for the Cards in that game. Um, Okay. Uh, do you want to tee up another one? Yes, I, what I have left here. Uh, this was number two on my list. Uh, again, recent Super Bowl 51, 2017. It's the okay. only Super Bowl to go to overtime. I was watching this. Uh, this is pretty good company, too, with you and our mutual friend Adam at yeah. his house. Um, shoo, what can you say? Re- I don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> this is how memorable I am in no, Super Bowl no, part. No. I just want to stand in the corner eat my little smoky sausages and watch the commercials. Yeah, that was the 28-3. That was the comeback, right? Yeah, so that was Brady the comeback. turned it on. Yeah, uh, that was a that was a very good game. Yeah. And that was a just, very good game. It was an outstanding game. It was an outstanding. It was an outstanding. A n- 91-yard drive, Scott, was the Patriots' longest of the season. Yeah. They had to have I it. I know. And we knew. We saw I it think coming. Part of part of my issue there was like I think the Patriots just looked so bad for a por- portion of that game that you're like, "Oh boy." Okay, or was we, it the? I mean, and then it was just they turned it on. Matt know? Ryan looked so good too for a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I got the Philly special uh, Super Bowl as in my top three too because I just think that was you know it was a good like you're an offensive guy. Yeah, most most yardage player. of a Super Bowl. So that was there. a good one. Uh, you know the Nick Foles story. I think that was fun. The first for the city of Philly, um, and yeah. And I think I, maybe I just remember the parade and Jason Kelsey's Aladdin outfit or whatever he was Mummer. wearing. Mummer. That's a Mummer's outfit. Okay. That's there a Philly thing. Um, yeah. So I think there were some other, you know, honorable mentions. Um, you know, the David Tyree catch game, the mm. Giants beating. 17-14. Yeah. But that was just such a bad offensive game for most of the game that it really was about that drive, right? So, I mean, that catch was obviously incredible. I think what obviously is, is overlooked in that play too is like Eli Manning escaping from being sacked. Yes, you know that was. Um, but yeah, those were some honorable mentions. I had Brady's comeback as an honorable mention. Maybe I just don't. Why do I not remember the? I got to go back and look at that game. It's just yeah. I, obviously, I remember his comeback. You didn't even remember watching it. Uh, but me. I, fe- How, I felt- What were you doing that night? What were you drinking that night? <laughs> Kool Aid. <laughs> My goodness. That purple Kool Aid. Honorable mention last year's Super Bowl was really good. It was a really good Super Bowl. Yeah. That will be remembered for that awful uh, pass. And not it was a holding in the secondary call on the Eagles. Uh, I forget his name. Was it Bradshaw? Uh, Bradley. Brad. Somebody. Yeah. Brad. Anyway, what it wasn't holding. Terry Bradshaw. Chiefs have a <laughs> Chiefs have a chip shot field goal. That was a good Super Bowl, though. Right, speaking of chips, all right. What is your? Um, let's go with our top three Super Bowl snacks. Oh gosh. Okay. This if, is the you, hard, this you is are harder, going. This is harder than picking a, a best Super Bowl. Like if these if these items are not there at a Super Bowl party, you might not show up. Yeah. Well, got to have. Them. Is beer a snack? Because beer has got to well, be part of it. We're gonna yeah. We're gonna let that one. All right. Yeah. Obviously. Well, you got to wash this down. Uh, wings number one. I mean, yeah. It, it, yeah. I would eat wings every day of the week if I could. I, cholesterol says I should. But how? But do on you the find Super Bowl, that wings are a popular uh, Super Bowl item? I'm I'm with you. I love wings. 
Just what? thinking of just you saying wings once I want to eat buffalo wings right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But like I don't I they're not commonly at Super Bowl parties. Oh. Uh, because I, I think, think people um it's too messy. And people, it's too fingery, you know? No, I think and that's so, the day where it's acceptable to have really messy fingers and, and stuff oh, yeah, on your mouth. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that that's one of the biggest wing ordering days of the year for you. You've been going to the wrong parties. <laughs> so. What are we having here? So. Charcuterie? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it's got to be wings. I especially want a uh, name drop here from um, our friends over at... Um, yeah. <laughs> hat Tricks. Hat Tricks. Yeah. Yes. The Dave Shake and Bake. Okay. Well, the Dave Shake and you keep If you mention hat tricks three times, I think they show up, actually. <laughs> they might just show up. Um, yeah, I got pizza. I mean, pizza is, I know it's not really like um, an appetizer, but yeah, it just, ha you got to have pizza at a, yeah. at a Super Bowl party. That's a snack. Yeah, a little pizza snack. And then I kind of uh, grouped this as like a trifecta, right? So you got to have one of these three. If you have all three, then you're, you're really doing things. So I need salsa, guac, and a seven layer. If you go all three, you you you're you're a winner. Brian, um, are you taking notes for your but, party? You're going to invite. But the, us the salsa is key. I'm a I'm a big salsa snob, and if you have bad salsa, runny. Like, How about really and runny salsa? That's your salsa. only option. No. Do you like runny? Yeah. Flavorless I don't like. Salsa? I don't like. I, I mean, I like fresh stuff, but like uh, like the La Victoria stuff. No, no, man. You want uh, name drop our buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, game day, salsa. game day salsa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, got he's, got good, good salsa. he's got some good, good salsa. I, I'm with you on. Hey, I, BK just showed up and he left. <laughs> it's, you started talking it's, about that's, salsa. That's kind of like when he shows up at your Super Bowl party and he just leaves. He's, go, like, he's going right he now to here, pick right? some fresh tomatoes and peppers <laughs> to chop up for the salsa. <laughs> what about you, Brian? What, what has to be there if you're going to a Super Bowl party? It's got to be those little pigs and blanket things. Really? <laughs> ah, yeah. That's a weird that, thing. That's a weird that thing. That seems like more like a. That's weird and that's now, like I mean, more I'm, of like a church i don't know like an like after potluck yeah now? potluck yeah. food yeah oh, pot, no it's out it's appetizer food what no, about okay. I, right. I mean I'm, I'm down with yeah those. i'll eat yeah, them sure. i won't turn them down I, mustard you go mustard oh yeah mustard okay. yeah. yeah and okay. you, you just there's those things you can just pop it and you never know how many you eat and it's the same yeah. thing with like i mean the game changer is sliders any slider yeah. i mean that's when you put on your plate you can knock yeah. out four of those and no that's one that's what you want you want yep. you want food that like you think back and you're like, I think I ate 47 pigs in a blanket. <laughs> right, but it doesn't seem like it. But, it, yeah. but I think I ate, and there was only 50. So who who <laughs> ate the other three? I was going for the whole thing. And it doesn't count like you didn't eat a meal because you just ate small foods all right. day. So you could still go eat a meal if you want to. Later. And you, you just make a trip to the vegetable tray, and there you go. You're kind of balancing well, out. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you just, like, those are like throwaway. Yeah. Two, two carrots and one broccoli. There you go. Then you can go back to the sliders. You do that early just to kind of yeah. show everybody, look, I'm playing the game. Okay, I'm playing the game. And then everybody dials into the game, and you're just all meat, That's cheese, a, dips, <laughs> cookies. All the dips. Yeah. I do. One thing I want at mine, and I, I make at, at my parties that don't exist, is I, some type of seven layer. But I've got a good chili cheese dip. You okay. know, it's got a, it's got the cream cheese on the bottom. It can get dangerous if it goes into overtime. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, the, it simmers in those bellies now. Let me. That's true. But but I, I do. There has to be some type of chip and dip, as preferably nachos. It, give me a good, like, crock pot nacho cheese or okay, something with yeah. some jalapenos in it. You know what? A buffalo 
a buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. You yeah. know what I don't Artichoke. like is people paint you into a corner where they give you, they serve you the scoops, the Frito Lay scoops. Yeah. To me, those are too aggressive. Like I don't want something that tells me to scoop. I want to. I want right. to be in charge of the scooping. Well, here's the thing about the scoops is that uh, the the way they're angled is that they do a really good job at scooping and they don't break off. I don't want. Where them if you have the traditional triangle, it depends on the brand you're going with because yeah. sometimes they break. And the last thing you want is a Super Bowl party is little shards of chip in the dip and people are like that looks that's gross. my favorite and part then somebody's coming through and they got some of it on their finger and you're like okay i'm done i go through I eating the shards i pick the shards out at the end of the night <laughs> i want the guac shards <laughs> yeah all right yep. you, you had another question for us i don't and this is our I, last uh, uh party. Oh, well, if we're gonna rank our three best thank you for reminding me if yeah. we're gonna rank our three best super bowls uh, then let's rank our three favorite things to eat out of a bowl Okay, that makes three. sense. <laughs> Very anti. Three favorite things to eat okay. out of a bowl. Okay, number one, cereal. Okay. Obviously, uh, I love eating pasta out of a bowl. Mm. I, I enjoy that a lot. Uh, and I, I think most people would say soup, but uh, I'm not a soup guy. So um, let me go enchiladas out of a bowl. <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't okay. like I don't like eating enchiladas on a plate because uh, they just it, they, you know, it's more, um, they congeal better, I think, in a bowl. You put them in a bowl. I'll have to yeah. try that. I've never done that. I got, I want chili is number one, is my thing in a bowl. Oh, that's like, good. Give me chili. Give me lots of chili. Bread bowl? Give me, no, the bread gets too soggy. It looks good. It looks great, but it, the bread gets it. too soggy. Yeah, yeah give me chili. Uh, give me, uh, I'll go, can, let's get a spicy chicken chili or a white chicken chili. Okay. Any kind of chili. Uh, cereal, obviously. Uh, you know, obviously, Cinnamon CTC, Toast Crunch yeah. would be number one out of that. Yeah. Hey, March is almost here. We got to figure out what I to know, do for our bracket. Uh, and then third thing out of a bowl. I didn't think about pasta. That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, like ravioli. No. 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 Noodle. Like noodles. Like actual noodles, yeah. Hmm. No, yeah. That seems. You, you, you need a surface to spin it against. Yeah, you know? no, that seems savage. The third thing in a bowl would probably be like a bowl, like a Chipotle bowl. But I've got to order it in person. I don't when I do the DoorDash or I do the. That's yeah, too soggy. Well, they they load that you up bowl. with rice. You get only okay. rice if you if you allow them to make it for you. If you do an online order or through the app order and they make it for you, you're getting all rice. So I have to be there and uh, be the person that sticks my hand over the glass protector and say that that much. I want extra carnitas. Give me those shards. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, stick your finger in there and then wipe it on my burrito. Uh, BK, do you have any favorites that we didn't uh, mention? I mean, ice cream. Ice cream's got to be uh, out of Oh, I forgot about ice cream. Yeah, but uh, but I, I prefer ice cream on a cone. I do. I like the cones, too. Yeah. But sometimes I just get, I you like know, a bowl. I bowl find I eat less waffle. ice cream in a cone. Yeah. Salad. A salad in a bowl because some yeah. people put salad on plates and you're no. chasing it all you're around right. the it plate. It needs to be in so a bowl. You put right. the dressing in. Yeah. And it traps it. Yeah, the, yeah. the dressing. It all comes back to the bottom. What about a runny ACI bowl? Is that, is that how you say it? <laughs> no. Normal people don't eat that. <laughs> okay. It's like a fruit smoothie. It's got some things in it. All right. I think we've uh, we've exhausted this topic. Very good. I, on the other side, BK, give us a tease. What are we looking forward to this hey, last one? Super Bowl prop bets. Yes. Some you can find in Vegas and some you may not be able to find in Vegas. All right. I'm taking the over. Stay with us. The Nod Pod <laughs> continues after this. On the national anthem? Yeah. 
No, I'm so hungry right now. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) All we we talk about during the break is what we want to eat for dinner. Oh, my stomach's rumbling. All right, let's bring BK back in. Welcome back to the Nod Pod. Uh, It's time to dial up some prop bets. Everybody has their picks on who they think is going to win the Super Bowl. But I think the more compelling uh, lines that are out there are things like what? The color of the the Gatorade, the length of the Super Bowl national anthem. Things like that, yeah. All right, what do you got for us? I got, well, I'm going to start off with a couple, and you, you go ahead and you tell me what they are. Uh, I guess the first two are kind of the more traditional types. I think you can actually find these in Vegas. Uh, the first one is, it's not necessarily what the coin toss will end up being, but will the team that wins the coin toss win the okay. Super Bowl? Oh, okay. Now, get this, 25 teams have won both the coin flip and the Super Bowl. 25 out of 57. Right, so yeah, so it's less than 50%. And up until last year, it was like a eight-game losing streak. So if you won the coin toss, you lost the Super Bowl. Hmm. Well, I mean, there probably is something to that. A lot of teams are deferring, so they get the ball in the second half. So you want a, a strong second-half team. So I think winning the Super Bowl and probably winning the coin toss, you said it, it has been or has not been? No, if you've won the coin toss, you've lost. Hmm. You've won yeah, 25 that, that out of the 57. That undermines my theory right there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, what, what are we picking here? <laughs> whether we're picking. Well, whether or not the team, will the team that wins a coin toss win the oh, Super Oh, will Bowl? they? Yes or no? I'm going to say yeah, based on what I just said. Right. I'll say okay. no, because he said yeah, and it's <laughs> okay. a 50-50 chance. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Analysis on this. It's so good. Um, this is a, this I, is what, what I like about that is that it, you're dialed in from the very beginning to the very end. You are. You know exactly. I mean? there you go. That's true. This is how much thought gamblers put in it, too, before but they make that you, wager. Is that considered a parlay? No, a parlay's well, Cato can It's two you. things. Yeah, you can do a it two, should be, it a should two be leg a parlay. parlay. Yeah. Right? Because you're, you're doing... Well, you're, just, you're not betting a team necessarily. You're just betting, will the, a team that wins the coin toss wins the game? Yeah. Right. Yes or Again. no. So it's a yes-no yeah, bet. Parlay. It's a parlay. Hmm. No, we par- probably... <laughs> We probably should not gamble. Okay, go ahead. Next. <laughs> okay, we got to do this. Uh, you got to this year in the Super Bowl. Which will be higher, the number of Travis Kelsey catches or the Taylor Swift appearances? Mm. Uh, Those two you can find in Vegas, actually. Yeah, These I, two. Uh, I actually think it's going to be Kelsey catches, and I don't think it's going to be that close. Yeah. I okay. think, yeah, I think we'll see a couple sightings of her, um, but – is this from? Is this during game clock, or is this including the entire broadcast? I guess during game clock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna say we have probably about four swift appearances. I'm gonna say Kelsey has eight or nine catches. Yeah, I totally agree. Ooh. I I feel like the um, NFL, you know, has gotten some pushback from people on. Yeah. The networks have, too, on the number of swift cutaways. And, and she was only shown like four times, I think, during that last game. So. Especially if the Chiefs are winning, they're really going to dial back those Taylor Swift cutaways because people are going to be like, see, here comes the conspiracy theorists out of their <laughs> right. cave. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I disagree. I think Taylor Swift, every time Kelsey okay. catches a ball, they go show Taylor Swift. That's so that true. matches out. So. I wish they would show her when he drops one. I do, too. And you she's know? like just angry. Yeah. Like, oh. No, or like a holding penalty on Kelsey, and they show her. Now, if she shoots out from the bottom of the stage and interrupts Usher's halftime performance and takes over, okay, that could blow it out of the water. Yeah. That's Ooh, what we need. We need to see cool. that. 
Okay, you want another one? Yeah. These are ones you probably cannot find in Vegas. Which will be higher come Sunday? Travis Kelsey receiving yards or Tampa's high temperature for today? Mmm. Paul um, Delegato told me it's going to be 79 degrees. So will Travis Kelsey have more than 79 yards? That's, that is man. such a great – who thought of that? I did, man. Oh, oh you did? Yeah. This is at the this BK is not, book. How about that? That's very good because that is a tough one to call. That is. That's uh, right there in that sweet spot. You said eight or nine catches, yeah, Scott. Yeah, so I think so. he's going to have a big game. I think he's going one hundo over. So let's uh, – yeah, I'm going to go Kelsey Yards. Let's go um, – let's go under. Okay. Yeah, he's going to score at least one touchdown, but, you know, the Niners are going to do yeah. a good job so of limiting him to short catches. So, Okay, very good. I, I like Cato's thinking there. Okay. Which will be higher, the number of times chains are used for measurements or Cato's appearances all-time on forensics files? Ooh, mm. another good – is this found in Vegas too? This is not in Vegas. These are just – this is in – so you're you've only been on that show once though, right? Mm, no. Twice. Right? Twice, yes. Number of times the chains are used? Yes. They drag the you chains. You mean where out. they bring them out on the field? Measurement. Measurement. Yeah. yeah. Um hmm, that's another good question. Yeah. I'm gonna uh unless there's like a secret appearance on forensic files I don't know about, I'm going chains. There could be a murder between now and the Super Bowl <laughs> and they interview me again. That's very likely. Um the chains out i'm gonna go under i i think that um you know these nfl officials have shown the ability to um <laughs> to do some terrible job of spotting the ball <laughs> and we won't have a lot of uh measurements just one so uh okay. kato forensic files well, over was it a uh was it a murder was that what you were it's on? always a murder scott yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the husband wasn't we it? had no it was a customer of this hairdresser sadly in spartanburg south carolina wow and then it was um it was a boyfriend, not a husband, okay. who murdered the sister-in-law of Desmond Howard. Whoa! Wow. I know. Wow. Desmond Howard's sister-in-law in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Wow. Was killed sadly. It was an awful case, and uh, it took him a long time to solve it. The episode's called "The Skeleton Key." I don't, I don't know what season. And they're it all available in. on uh, YouTube, huh? Yes, or okay. you can subscribe to my private platform <laughs> behind a paywall. <laughs> submit your credit card and the email to Chris. Okay, very good. All right, we got any more? Yeah, we got a lot more, actually. Uh, which will be higher, the number of commercials that have dogs in them or the years that Scott Smith has worked here at Fox 13? Wow. He's got an anniversary coming up. Another good question. I do have an anniversary. It's, this is my two-year anniversary. Well, nah, I went in dog years. years. Well, I, I, my, my anniversary date is actually, uh, it's actually February 29th. Oh, so you are a leap year, leap year so guy. I technically, I'm, I'm wait. Two. So, have you been here eight years? Come February 29th. Correct. Yeah, I did math. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, if I if I bet on uh, the number of commercials and it seems to exceed that, then I'll just quit on the spot. Uh, that way, <laughs> no, I'll make the money. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Dog. I mean, yeah. dogs are going to be in like every commercial. Yeah. So, is it over eight? Yeah, I think I think so. I'm going to go dogs. Okay, you're going dogs over your number of years being eight that you've worked. Mm. Man, you, you should work at a, a sports book, Brian. These are tough. I will say uh, under. I know that we're going to have Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch has said they're going to bring back Clydesdales with dogs. Um, Wait, now is it, can multiple dogs appear in one uh, commercial? 
I guess so, yeah. I mean, yeah, it could have a dog in the background. I so but all, it just, all it'll just take is one... Oh, one I, oh, I didn't understand that. I thought you meant individual commercial. commercials with dogs in them. I don't think it has to be a commercial that features, it yeah, that features yeah. a dog. If it's just, a, it seems like every commercial has I'm dogs. I'm not seeing the dogs. Too many I'm not seeing the dogs a star. I'm just saying, tell me if you mean a commercial that has a dog in it, or if you mean numbers of dogs in all commercials. In other words, there's a commercial that has a kennel in it, and it's got a 80 dogs. Right, next in it. question. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, which will be Kenzie higher? Coming back? I'm playing for money here. I need a real answer. <laughs> which will be higher? The jersey number of the first TD scored. Okay, so the player, whatever his number is, scores the first TD with his number. Oh, be higher okay. or the number of years I've worked here? Okay, so you've been here for about 57 years. 57 <laughs> years. So if a so lineman <laughs> scores. Hang on. I, I'm trying I, to get reacquainted with their numbers now. Let me well, see. Well, you here. got, I've been here 25 years. Right. So you right. got Christian McCaffrey. You got okay, okay. Yeah. Debo. I think, but hang on. I got who's my guy? Pacheco. Is he twenty six? I think he's like one, isn't he? Is he? Is he? That's, I thought it was low. He's ten. Ten. One zero. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, of course Mahomes. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, the the jersey number. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're go You're going jersey numbers higher. The Scott. number, the jersey number of the of first touchdown scored, or the number of years. Some say the jersey number of the first okay. touchdown scored will be higher than twenty-five. No, oh no, no, no. Okay, I misunderstood okay. that. Yeah, sorry. I save you. Yeah. See what Please I did sir, there? Yeah. I'm gonna say lower. I got it'll be someone like Pacheco or a McCaffrey who's twenty-two. I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay, that wasn't a good one. Or Mahomes runs it in. There you go. Okay, you got a few more. Just get through them. <laughs> uh, which will be higher, the length of yardage for the longest fourth down conversion, or the number of segments in this podcast? Uh, Four segments. There's, yeah, there's gonna be. I think there's gonna. Oh man, do they go for it on like a fourth and five, fourth and six? We don't have yeah, Dan. I mean, every it's an analytics game. You're right. Dan is Dan Campbell, Campbell here? He's not good. <laughs> the Super Bowl. Fourth and 27. Go for it. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that uh, the analytics game will continue to uh, be a part of this Super Bowl. And I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say we're going to get a fourth and seven. I agree. Probably somewhere on the 42-yard uh, line wow. in opponent territory. This is, like all gambling, this is this is dumb, and I don't know how to pick the right one. Uh, so I'll say no. There won't be – we'll have some fourth and two, some, uh, maybe a fourth and three attempted conversion, but no fourth and four or longer. Okay. okay. I like it, BK, even if Chris doesn't. I know. All right. Let's just get – let's do these next three. How about that? <laughs> I like it. Three more? Okay. <laughs> which, would be, uh, which would be more, the length of the national anthem or our first commercial break in this show? First commercial break runs two minutes, 10 seconds. Uh, and it's probably right around there, right? Isn't right, the it's right there at it. He's good at this. Yeah. He's good at this. Uh, who's singing the national anthem? Gosh, was Reba it? Reba McIntyre. Yeah, Reba. Oh! Here's your one chance, fans, and don't let me down. <laughs> I'm going to go Reba. Let's well go uh, that that she ends up uh, higher. Yeah. She's going over the She's going to let, it, let that vibrato ring out. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, a real long one. Yeah. Is that what real, she does? Real long. It sounded like Michael Jackson was back. Um, I'll say the commercial break will be 
longer. It's going to be close. Reba. Reba's going to, she's got a, she doesn't want a grandstand. No. She knows, of course she does. She, she knows, wants she a, knows she's got a sitcom. Is, no, she's this a, is Taylor's night. She knows that this is all about Taylor no, Swift. No, no. She's going to take a back she's seat. She's going to put that young girl in her place. Her pipes. This is Reba's town. No, her pipes are getting a little older. She's going to, she can't hang <laughs> on to those you notes as long. Uh, yeah, let's go commercial breaks longer. All right, I agree. How about, um, Here's your one chance, fans, and don't let me down. Which will be higher, the rushing yards of Isaiah Pacheco or the number of episodes that we've had in NodPod? Oh. Okay, this is episode, uh, this is episode, I think, 69. It is. 69, yeah. Uh, I think Pacheco has a big game, so I'm going to say higher Pacheco. I'm going to say, because we're doing our special. But not to say that it will be uh, more than we ever produce. (laughs) Okay. Please no. Yeah. Uh, we're going to squeeze in three more episodes before Sunday just to berate the Super Bowl some more. Uh, no, I, I would say Pacheco's having a big game, too. I agree with that. I think so, so too. I'll say over 69. I agree. I How agree. much money did we win? Well, I got one more. Oh. Okay. This will wrap it up. Total kicks missed, PATs or field goals, or the number of books that Linda Hurtado Bond has written. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's prolific. Uh, do you know her catalog? Are I you... think. She's written a lot. I know her first one was Alive I at think, Five. I think it's four she's written. Okay. I know. Uh, Total I've... missed kicks. Yes. Oh. Well, then I think it's got to be Bond. Linda yeah. Bond. I yeah, think so, too. Yeah, yeah NFL fun. kickers are pretty good. Yeah. Although I do want that doink cam to get hit. I really want yeah, that to happen. <laughs> But it's it could be a right? doink in, maybe. Yeah, it's got to yeah. happen. Boy, that By should the way, be a problem. Don't ever gun. use Linda's name and doink in the same sentence. Okay? <laughs> Very offensive. <laughs> That's the name of her next book, actually. Doink. <laughs> doink strikes again. The mystery of the, the mystery mis-kick. of the doink. Uh, Linda's written some good ones. Um, I'm gonna say that we have yes, more Linda Hurtado Bond books than missed. Yes. Phil Gold's or PATs. Gotta be. You can, yeah. you can add Gronk's missed Phil Gold in there too. So. That's right. Oh, yeah. The kick of destiny. No, right. He's making it this year. Yeah. What's the distance on that? I have no idea. Okay. No idea. All right. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it, BK. How no much problem. do we owe you for that? How much do we yeah. wager? We'll settle up after the show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You Venmo? Yeah. Okay. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Hit me up. All right. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, the Super Bowl is uh, just its mere hours away at this point. Uh, I'm so can, hungry. Who can contain themselves? Let's go get a bowl of uh, food and eat it out of a bowl. Very good. Uh, Much thanks to our studio crew, Uh, thanks to uh, BK, and um, thank you, our viewers at home uh, and streaming and watching on TV. You make it possible that we could talk this We have streamers now? Yeah, you betcha. (laughs) Okay. Hi, streamers. Until the next time we're on, there are no off days. Chance fans, don't let me down. (laughs)